Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Thursday, May 26th. Coming up, some reproductive rights advocates are worried that when the Supreme Court hands down its decision this summer in a landmark abortion case, the impact on Missouri could go beyond abortion rights law to affect access to contraception. I think Missouri really has been on the forefront of a lot of abortion limitations and restrictions. The legislature, which is controlled by a GOP supermajority, we're seeing it already emboldened lawmakers in other states of wanting to move forward with more restrictions. We'll hear about why some think birth control might be the next target of Missouri lawmakers. But first, a look at today's headlines. Federal, state, and local officials are responding to Tuesday's mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, which took the lives of 19 children and two teachers, the second deadliest school shooting in U.S. history. Many Democrats, including Congressman Emanuel Cleaver of Kansas City, have called for more restrictions on gun access and echoing President Biden's remarks, a deeper willingness to stand up to the gun lobby. I think the people of this country ought to just come to the conclusion that in terms of of, of the politics in our country, we hate each other more than we love our children. At the state level, lawmakers like Kansas Representative Stephanie Clayton say legislatures have a number of tools at their disposal that could reduce gun violence if they're only willing to use them. So this could be improved background checks. This could be legislation banning ghost guns. This could be even improved funding to mental health, although we need to be doing that anyway. For their part, Missouri's two Republican U.S. senators said there were some measures they might support to confront gun violence. Roy Blunt says he's open to adopting red flag laws designed to keep guns out of the hands of those deemed dangerous. And Josh Hawley says he supports increasing penalties for gun crimes. But as KCUR's Frank Morris reports, those same senators are some of the larger recipients of gun lobby money, especially retiring Missouri Senator Roy Blunt. The NRA has spent more than $4.5 million to support Senator Blunt's campaigns over the years, most of it to run ads against his opponents. It's contributed almost $1.4 million to Missouri's other senator, Josh Hawley. But key political science professor Don Hadel-Markell says NRA money is not the only thing driving strict adherence to NRA policy. If you want to be a Republican, you have to toe the line on this issue. And it's not just because the NRA might not help you out in the next campaign. It's because it's what your constituents want. The NRA also spent big time on first-time Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas, $185,000, but has contributed a relative pittance, $37,000, to Senator Jerry Moran of Kansas since 1996. Some schools in Kansas and Missouri say they'll be examining their security in response to the school shooting in Uvalde. The Clay County Sheriff issued a department-wide call asking any patrol and school resource deputies to provide an additional presence in North Kansas City schools yesterday and through the remainder of the school year, which ends this week. Sarah Boyd, a Sheriff's Department spokesperson, says the response comes as students and parents remain on guard. Because we want students and staff and parents to have an extra sense of security today when they probably felt pretty anxious um, about sending their kids to school. And in the largest school district in Kansas, Tuesday's events prompted a review of safety procedures, as Suzanne Perez reports for the Kansas News Service. 
Terry Moses is director of safety for the state's largest school district in Wichita. She says mass shootings anywhere prompt somber discussions about violence prevention and safety protocols here at home. You know, even today, it's the last day of school. It should be an upbeat, hey, we've successfully completed another school year. And uh, it, yeah, it's difficult uh, to have these conversations with kids and even staff. Following the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012, Wichita schools implemented several new safety measures. Most buildings have buzz-in entrances and playgrounds are fenced and locked. Students and teachers also practice lockdown drills. If the Supreme Court overturns the long-standing Roe v. Wade decision this summer as expected, almost all abortions will immediately become illegal in Missouri. That change won't affect state laws about access to birth control, but past debates in the state General Assembly have some reproductive rights advocates worried that lawmakers may try next to limit access to contraceptives. One Republican lawmaker said of possible legislation, quote, anything's on the table. I spoke with reporter Tessa Weinberg, who's been covering the issue for the Missouri Independent. Once Roe v. Wade is overturned, if indeed that's what happens as it appears, what will happen in Missouri? Missouri already has a law in the books that was passed in 2019 that stipulates if Roe v. Wade is overturned in whole or in part, um, then the attorney general, governor, or lawmakers can move forward to enact Missouri's trigger ban, um, which would basically outlaw nearly all abortions in Missouri, except for um, abortions that are necessary in you know, medical emergencies. And so there would be no exceptions for rape or incest. Um, the patient themselves could not be held you know, criminally liable or prosecuted, um, but it does have provisions that um, could criminalize providers who, you know, help or provide the abortions. So that's a, a, a very significant change in Missouri law, but it's a law about abortion. It doesn't affect contraception. Why are some reproductive rights advocates now concerned that lawmakers might decide to go further? We saw last year, um, regarding the renewal of what's called the FRA, which was this essential tax on hospitals and nursing homes and other providers. Um, some conservative lawmakers last year tried to attach language to that, um, barring common forms of contraceptives like the morning after pill or IUDs from being paid for by the state's Medicaid program. Ultimately, the FRA was renewed without those provisions, but that was last year before we've seen you know, Roe v. Wade really back in the spotlight of the news. And so, it's been, I think, a question nationwide, um, nationally, of how will states treat things like contraceptives or miscarriages or in vitro fertilization. And so reproductive rights advocates have really stressed, you know, if Roe v. Wade is overturned and Missouri's trigger law goes into effect, your right to access contraceptives will not be immediately impacted by that. But they do warn that they think contraceptives will be another area lawmakers will look to limit um, or target access when they've already looked at doing that last year with the FRA renewal. What do those who uh, oppose abortion rights, what do they say? Are, is this something that they say they are going to pursue? It really remains to be seen. You know, Sam Lee, who's a longtime lobbyist with Campaign Life Missouri, he said he's heard little desire of passing limits on birth control. He doesn't think there would be the votes to really pass a ban on the use of contraceptives in Missouri. Other conservative lawmakers have said it's something that, you know, they think is on the table to look at. Um, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, they think they'll come back and then really analyze of what are other areas they feel like they need to tighten 
or you know, take another look at when it comes to Missouri law. And I think that's a question we're seeing other states like Louisiana grapple with as they're passing new restrictions um, in light of the Roe v. Wade news and the leaked draft opinion. So specifically, what contraceptives might be at risk if some of this legislation were to go forward in, and, and make it through the process? Some of the different forms that were talked about, for example, last year during the FRA renewal um, were, for example, like the morning after pill or IUDs. And that's something where some Republican lawmakers have said they consider those forms of contraceptives abortifacients because of stopping implantation of a fertilized ovum and, you know, after the moment of conception. And so those are um, some of the ones that has so far previously been talked about in Missouri um, when it comes to different forms of contraceptions that they've looked at. And what exactly is being proposed for what would happen? Are we talking about what Medicaid would pay for? Are we actually talking about banning these forms of contraception or, or even making them illegal, criminalizing them? So far, there has not been proposals. For example, this past legislative session, there was not much discussion around contraceptives. But with the FRA renewal, that was specifically targeted to um, forms of contraception contraception that the state's Medicaid program would cover. And that's something similar we've seen where in the state budget this past session, lawmakers included language that would basically bar Planned Parenthood from being reimbursed through the state's Medicaid program. And so that's been an area where that's a state program and a state-funded program and state lawmakers have really um, looked at trying to enact different restrictions over that. However, there have been concerns by reproductive rights advocates and some Democratic lawmakers that some of these restrictions, like excluding Planned Parenthood, could jeopardize Missouri's Medicaid program if it falls out of compliance with different federal rules. Are there actually some who would suggest that the women themselves who might take these drugs or use these IUDs, that they themselves might be prosecuted? Um, That's something where I think we haven't seen lawmakers move strongly in that direction in Missouri. There have been, for example, this past session, there was a bill um, filed that would allow, um, you know, the woman herself to be prosecuted um, under a bill that would attempt to just abolish abortion in Missouri. Um, But some of the leading um, anti-abortion groups like Missouri Right to Life, for example, signed onto a letter recently um, urging just lawmakers nationwide to not enact laws that would criminalize um, women themselves or the people seeking abortions. And so I think that's one of those areas where it's kind of we're seeing states and different lawmakers kind of test the waters on how far they want to go and if that's something they support. And it seems like in Missouri, that's an area so far lawmakers don't really want to cross into. Tessa, there's a lot of fear around these issues, I think particularly among the the generations that have now grown up only knowing a country where Roe v. Wade existed, where abortion rights were protected. How realistic, based on your knowledge of the Missouri General Assembly, how realistic do you think it is that this could gain traction and and be passed uh, maybe as soon as next year? That's a good question. Um, I think Missouri really has been on the forefront a lot of a lot of, um, you know, abortion limitations and restrictions, whether we saw it was the 2019 law uh, that had, you know, an eight-week ban that's still being challenged in the courts. And so I think, you know, the legislature, which is controlled by a GOP supermajority, has continuously moved in the direction of enacting restrictions. And so I think it 
really remains to be seen with, I think, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, I think that could really shake things up in the dynamic. And um, we're seeing it already embolden lawmakers in other states of wanting to move forward with more restrictions. Um, so I think it's one of those things where we won't really know until it happens. Um, but Missouri lawmakers have made clear that they want to ensure a right to abortion doesn't exist in Missouri's constitution and, you know, pursue some of these broader limitations on just access to reproductive health more broadly when it comes to, for example, restricting Planned Parenthood from, you know, being within the state's Medicaid program. Tessa Weinberg is a reporter for the Missouri Independent. You can read more of her work and lots of other news about state politics and government at MissouriIndependent.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can follow KCUR.org for the latest Kansas City news or, of course, turn on the radio at KCUR 89.3. Thanks for listening.